just did such a good intro. You guys have no idea how delicious that was. And now I have sound, so I'm going to be... Anyways, uh, late is better than never, guys. You know what I mean? Welcome to episode eight of Break the Cycle. We are in week four. Week four. That's super cool. I think the only thing I've ever committed to that hard was uh, LNC chair runs. I like to call myself the Dallas Cowboys of LNC chair runs. In fact, uh, it's always going to be next year. I'm always going to get them next year. Um, but anyways, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of you guys uh, for showing up for week four of this horrible podcast that continues to have issues. Um, but let's start off with some great sponsors: Lorenzotti.coffee. All your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Uh, bring the taste of Italy home, man. You can't go wrong. Also, Top Lobster. The man, toplobster.com, is where you can get this wonderful, high on the ideas of liberty, Ron Paul hoodie, uh, psychedelic. He's awesome. Uh, if you use BTC at checkout, you can get a 10% discount. And Anthem Planning. Anthem Planning, Inc. helps clients prepare for and navigate crisis. They specialize in emergency communications and emergency management projects. They're essentially taking on a job that the government would love to take from you. So use them for your business. They are awesome. Great people. Part of the Mises Caucus. You can't go wrong. So now that we have audio and everything's going better, uh, once again, thank you guys so much for showing up. But we have an amazing guest tonight. And he is having some audio problems. I take that back. Skype is having some audio problems with uh, our guest tonight. So he won't be using his normal uh, perfect mic. His, his silky voice might be a little bit different than you're used to tonight. But that's okay because he is the most hated man in Georgia by Senate Republicans. He, he is running for governor of Georgia. He is an American patriot, badass veteran. His name is Shane Hazel, how the hell are you doing tonight, sir? What's up, brother? You hear me? Is it coming through? Everyone, nice can, and- everyone <laughs> can hear you, man. I promise <laughs> you, everyone can hear you. Nice and nice and silky over this shitty fucking Mac mic. Fuck, dude. dude. I hate dude, Skype. Dude, I'm so sorry, man. I, hey. You want me amped up. Like, get me mad at something. I'm fucking mad at Skype. Let's fucking rip, dude. I yeah. mean, holy shit. Why dude, not, right? I love it, bro. You, hey, listen. Every time we get together, man, we spit fire. It's like my, it's like one of my favorite people to talk to in this entire movement. No one hypes me. I mean, your intro to your podcast hi- hypes me up. Oh, by the way, uh, that was another part of the intro that I totally forgot. Uh, he is the mouthpiece behind the Radical Podcast. It's, it's great. If you guys haven't heard it, it's amazing. And it's got way better audio than he has right now. I've heard it several <laughs> times. Yeah, it's 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 much better audio on the podcast. Yeah, and that's okay. Gosh, hey man, thanks for giving me a platform to come on and hang out and drink beer and do other drugs and whatever else, man. Like other fucking- drugs. <laughs> hey, you live in the middle of nowhere in Georgia. Have, it's going to take the ATF agents okay. a lot of time to get there. Caffeine, everything. Like, listen, every, everything that's not natural is not water. Is is, is a fucking drug of some sort. So we're oh, we're all good. Hell yeah, man. So hey, man, that's I think that's a pretty good. Uh, synopsis of you i mean you are the most hated man by senate republicans dude uh yeah i think uh the the democrats love me to death right now uh, <laughs> i'm really hoping they come through in this governor elections yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> show up big yeah that guy Shane, he's not a fucking bad guy like look man he uh he helped you know expose who the republicans are and uh there was no difference between them and Ossoff. so who gives a shit so you know, like, yeah, man, they, uh, 
there, there's a lot of hate and animosity here in Georgia. Um, you know, like being a Marine, like I, we let this shit roll off our fucking back, right? Like I don't, I don't really care what the loser fucking brigade, the crybaby bitches out there. I don't care. Like I, I am beyond giving any fucks about what these people, you know, feelings are in terms of the Senate, in terms of the Republicans, in terms of the president. Like I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm drawing lines in sand. Like I am done with this whole fucking thing, Josh. You were saying last week that hey, you wanted me to come in and you know like fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin it fucking like this week has been that fucking week, man. I mean, I am fucking done. So, uh, Marines, things rolling off backs. Where were we going? Oh, uh, your your uh, governor race, man. Your gubernatorial race. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I, man. I've been watching you online. Okay. And we talked a little bit about this, and we've been talking a little bit about this on your show last week. You, uh, yeah. you don't give a fuck. You literally don't. You are calling politicians yeah. bitches online. You're punks, uh, and and you just don't give a shit. What is it? What is it that you want to change in Georgia, man? What is what, what are you looking to do there? Man, I think it's pretty simple. My shtick is super knuckle dragger. It's I want to leave people the fuck alone. Like I'm, I'm literally. Like the whole shirt where he's got the globe and he's spinning the world and he's got the 1950s haircut and tie and jacket on. Like our plan is to take over Georgia and leave everybody the fuck alone. That means ending the lockdowns, reforming criminal justice, the getting the bureaus and COVID regulations out of our lives, out of our businesses, out of public areas, changing money. I mean – Opening up agriculture, our number one industry, I have got so many damn plans and policies just ready to push out into Georgia right now. And I don't think there's any way that these fucks can stop it because, you know, like they tried, right? Like they tried on a zero dollar Senate budget and we still hammered them. And on top of it, hey, for the press corps and everybody else that's in, you know, radio, that's in TV, that's in ad space and everything else. We brought you, I brought you, the Libertarians brought you $200 million extra dollars in 2020 and in early 2021 where that money would have never existed. The, the, the amount of spike that these guys got out of that campaign, the, the fact that they had to go to a runoff, man, these guys should be running free ads and puff pieces on Libertarians for decades to come because of this shit and it's going to happen again no no matter what like it's going to happen like the georgia georgia governor's race is going to go to a runoff and it's going to happen again and that's going to be 400 million dollars that we bring into a state and it's going to be done on the cheap man like that's that's part of my vision in terms of listen guys all you need is a message and some attitude and some you know some, some big steel clanking brass between your legs sit there and say enough's enough like we're done. Like we are going to empower people and inspire them, man. Like that's, that's where we're at. And, and women, you can have big brass clanking between your legs too. It's okay. We're not, we are not uh, bigots on this show here. Okay. I just want everyone to understand. We think everyone can have balls. So there are, there are females in this space that absolutely have the attitude uh, to, to go out there and be, I mean, listen, if there are, if, if, if we don't recognize that there are alphas in the libertarian movement, especially the Mises Caucus, man, we're you're kidding yourself. A lot of these ladies are more alpha than most of the alpha dudes out there. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And like, yeah, it, 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 
I love it. Could you imagine how tough you have to be to be a libertarian woman? I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh, my God. I don't like her hair. I don't like her makeup. Oh, my God. Does she even wear makeup? And she's probably gained a few pounds. And how many kids does she have? Oh, she doesn't have, like, can you, like, can you imagine the catty bullshit that you just got to be like, nah, fuck it. Like, as a female, like, that's, that's got to just kind of wear on you a bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It, it would for me, too. I mean, we, you know, as, as men, we're kind of just like, oh, look at that fat fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's cool. Yeah. Nice to see you. Yeah. You're another fat pill fucker. Like. Yeah, man. Especially military guys yeah. like us, dude. I mean, you know, you know how to, I, I don't know. I don't know what you, were you, you were, uh, you were shipboard Marine. Were you like a squadron guy? Uh, so no, man, I, I was in first force reconnaissance company. I was oh, shit. a uh, yeah, man. So I did some shit. And yeah. It was, yeah. I was just on a ship. So we played, <laughs> yeah, we played me. fucking spades, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, All the time. I'll tell you what you taught. You guys taught me how to play spades and dominoes. And then one <laughs> of the funniest things about a ship is like you can always hear the dudes down in the galley playing fucking dominoes because anytime somebody scores some big points or something, you hear this domino crack that table and you hear domino motherfucker <laughs> every time. Oh again. yeah, dude. And those guys are just waiting around for the galley to close so they can get like the good Filipino food after it's over because all the, right. all the chefs are like making their own shit. Oh man, the good old Philippine days. Mafia. Let me, yeah, let me tell you, let me tell you how I miss I, how much I miss being in the middle of the sea with fifty five hundred other guys. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, <laughs> I spent, I spent, you know, I had my true X periods, and we had our at sea periods where you'll go out for a couple weeks, maybe a month at a time on a ship, getting ready to for deployment, and then you, we went on deployment. But my deployment was supposed to be a Westpac, right? Like leave San Diego, come in and you know stop at Hawaii and. Guam and Singapore and Australia and maybe do like an Indian tour and stop in Seychelles and a couple other badass islands and stuff. Man, we went straight to the Middle East. They dropped us off. I never saw that fucking boat again. I was, <laughs> I was like, you guys want to not have me on a boat? Perfect. I, I would much rather not be on a boat ever, ever again like that. I hate boats. That's what it was. You told me you were on an LHD, and that's why I was like, oh, he was on a LHD. show. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I have a funny story like that too. When I when I joined the Navy, I uh, I went to boot camp. I went to school, and this is all right after nine eleven, sometime. And and then I went straight to the USS Con- Constellation. It was the oldest carrier in the fleet. They were gonna de- <laughs> they were gonna decom it. We were in port for three weeks before we pulled out for what was supposed to be a world uh, world cruise, year long, all the way around, med cruise and pack and uh, uh, West Pack. Right. We we're getting to go all these countries for a whole year. So we did Hong Kong, Singapore, transited the Straits uh, of Hormuz to the the um, Persian Gulf, and then George Bush declared war, and that's where we sat for the next oh, seven fucker. months. And I'm like, "Fuck you!" I was, you know, in eighteen, nineteen. I'm like, "Yes, this is oh no," you know. And I think we went to, uh, I think we went to uh, Bahrain twice. That like the six months we were there, we had two beer days back to back. Oh, dude, it's rough. And then uh, we we're getting ready to come home, and our CEO comes on the one MC. He's like, "I would be doing a disservice to our great country by just dropping you animals back off in the United States. So we're gonna take a trip to Australia on the way home." <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, fair, let's do it." And then it was a good time, you know. Where did you stop over there? Perth. Oh, right on, man. That's what part of Australia I've not been to that I've always wanted to get to. Perth was seems like the most desolate place in australia oh it was so it was super down to earth it's like a big city you know but it's like 
down. It's yeah. not like Sydney where it's, it looks like it'd be all hoity-toity. I mean, everyone's down to down to earth. The bars closed from like 7.30 a.m. to, to 8 uh, a.m. for them to clean up and then reopen. You know what I mean? It was, <laughs> it was wild, dude. It was right. a wild place. Uh, they had some really cool shopping malls, and it was just a fun time. But I was a kid, you know? And, like, you're able to drink over there. So it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, Hong Kong, Singapore, and then, uh, you know, the, the shock and awe campaign, which uh, yeah. that was six months of my life or something, seven months of my life just sitting there in the goal. Can we talk about something very related to that for a second? Have you seen the Six Days in Fallujah fucking game? I have not, no. Dude, so I was in Fallujah, part two, November of 2004. And, like, they have this thing out there on IGN right now. And I don't know who tagged me in it, but somebody tagged me and got my attention. I was like, oh, shit. Like, they're making – they made a game about Six Days in Fallujah. And what they did kind of for this thing is they, they made the game every time you play it change configuration so that it won't ever be the same game so like every time you're going through it it's different door kicking and all this other kind of stuff and i was just like like i'm not part of the fucking cancel culture i hate that kind of shit but you know it's one of those things where it's like guys this is pretty fucking poor taste you know like we're still in iraq we've got guys that are like 40 fucking years old and younger that were part of this whole thing and you guys are going to make a game out of like good good guy bad guy kind of stuff where we're blowing you know Rocky's heads off which like I don't know man I was just I, it kind of just made me sick and I, sure. I, I got I got fucking flack for it I was like I didn't say cancel it I didn't say don't make it I didn't say don't play it I said this is fucking poor taste it's probably my cleanest tweet in the last two years <laughs> right? and I'm like, oh where, did you kill some babies over there I hope you fucking dream about dead babies and like I mean just peace like god damn man like Yes, like this is this is what I can't stand about I don't know Twitter and social media and shit. It's just like, hey, you make a fucking fair point all day long, and somebody's just like, no, nah, man, fuck you, you suck. This one's <laughs> always gonna find a way, bro. Like life yeah. uh, 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 finds a way, you know. Yeah, you be saying, hey, man, I love puppies. And like, fuck you, man. I'm a, I'm a cat. Person. Cats are you way know. better, you piece of yeah. shit. What are you, what are you Hitler? <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's it's wild, man. You know, the shock and awe campaign is largely the reason why I started becoming anti-war. You know, I was a part of that, and we had a second, we had a second galley on the carrier. You know, they had two on on the big, the big ships have two. And actually, shut one down and started uh, putting together ordnance in this galley because that's how much ordnance we were dropping. They were they were having to build it as they were dropping it. I, I say build it. It wasn't like a bomb making station. It was like a they're arming. Yeah, yeah, they're like putting it together, right and at first, it yeah. was these big rolls of, like, leaflets that were like, you know, get the fuck out of your house. We're going to start bombing. And they're dropping thousands of these on Baghdad. And I'm scratching my head. First of all, I'm scratching my fucking head because why the hell are we in Iraq? You know what I mean? I joined after 9-11. I'm like, we're going to go after these Saudi nationals via Pakistan who attacked our country. And now I'm in Iraq. And I'm going, why the fuck are we in Iraq for? What's, what, what happened here, you know? And now we're dropping these leaflets on a huge city full of people and you know, kids and family pets and all the shit. And, and I'm going, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore, man. You know what I mean? And and then I got home and I was, I was just jaded as fuck. And it, I'm sure you had some uh, much worse experience than I did, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, tons and tons of direct action raids uh, and, and just direct action in general. And then on top of it, you know, the battles of Najaf and Diwania sure. and Fallujah, like, I mean, just, and, and the thing is, is like, 
you know, at the time we were the special operations of the Marine Corps. And so anytime anything happened in those AOs, man, it was just like, fuck, you guys are going. And so our off tempo was like, man, every night, every other night you're going out. I mean, Mutaba Al-Sadr was one of our targets. We went and rounded up all of his dudes, uh, his lieutenants and all that kind of stuff. And he fucked off to, you know, uh, Iran. But it was like, hey, why the fuck are we like you guys were telling us how oppressed the Shiites were. This guy's a fucking leader of the Shiites. And we went in and Najaf and like him and the Mahdi militia, instead of like making friends with these people, we kicked the shit out of them. Like the first night the Marines were in control in like the beginning of August, man, the CAT team, the combined arms and tactics team with the tow missiles and the Mark 19s and the 50 cals, man, they go down and they just start, you know, like laying into Muqtada al-Sadr's place, and you're like, well, all right. That took a whole 15 minutes from the change of command to say, hey, man, we got troops in contact, and then it was it was just on. So I don't know. Like, it, it was a, it was a fast-paced four years, uh, two deployments and all that fun stuff. And, like, you know, I, I definitely, you know, it was one of those things where I was just such a high-op-tempo person without empathy for <laughs> such a long time, right? And so I, so I came back, I adjusted. I did very well in the business world and all that fun stuff, and it was just – I don't know, like, you know, you don't, it, it catches up later with you when you discover cannabis and things like that, right? Where, like, you start to find some empathy again, and you go, man, I was really, really a, a, a tin man. Like, I, you know, like, I don't know, you, you figure it out after a while, and then you apologize to your wife and kids and say, hey, listen, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do better. Like, yeah. I swear to God, like, I'm going to, I'm going to soften up, I'm going to take off some corners maybe use some 220 grit after we get done, like sanding this thing down a little bit. And it's, it, it is what it is, man. I, I, all you can do now is just tell all those, you know, kids that want to go out there and join the military. Like, look, man, fucking fights here. You want to, you want to do something for your country. Don't fucking think that those guys are going to put you to good use. That's the government corporate banking cabal. And they're a bunch of fucking murderers and pedos and thieves. And they're going to send you out and do atrocious things. It's going to wreak havoc on your mental stability. And don't do it. Fight fucking here. Fight for liberty. And do it. Do it here on American soil. You'll be more than a patriot than anybody that ever signed up for the Marine Corps. Yeah, I actually, uh, if you remember my campaign video for my campaign last year, I, I, there's a screen that, that, that changes to uh, stay, you know, fight the real enemy, and then it shows you know, the Capitol building. And I got a lot of shit for it back then. Now people are like, after the, the, the big bad insurrection, you know, where they open the doors and let people come in and check out the gift shop for a couple of minutes. Uh, he's like, now, now people are like, oh, the real enemy, huh? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Do you see what's going on around you? Do you see what is going on around you? They have you locked in your home. They have you putting double diapers on your face. They're telling you you have to take an mRNA envelope that had two months of testing. You know what I mean? Like, it's getting real out here, man. Dude, and what did we say was going to happen? We said, this is not going to fucking end. Liberty never comes back without a fight. And this is going to turn into a social credit score like they did in China. We like, we, I called this back in like 2018. And it's just like, you got to, this is coming. And when, you know, they, they launched this week somewhere... Like, I think it was Europe. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have, like, health passports. Yeah. Right? You either have to have a negative COVID test or you've got to have some vaccine papers. Like, you need to share your health with anybody and everybody that's out there. And the biggest kick in the fucking nuts is, hey, guys, like, if you're getting fucking vaccines and wearing masks at fucking work 
Why are you worried about people that aren't? Right. What do you want those motherfuckers that you hate so much to die off anyway? Like, oh, okay, you know what? <laughs> that guy, like, I hope he gets COVID. I hope he fucking dies. I hope, you know, him and his, his family are destitute and the pieces of shit that they are in, in, in life, you know, that are calling for peace and harmony and no taxes and, and criminal justice reform. I hope, I hope that that family fucking dies. That's, that's who these people are. And they don't even understand that you're sitting there just saying, fucking A guys, like if your shit works and you're so fucking sure of your goddamn vaccines and your bullshit fucking diapers on your face and, and your anal swabs, like if you're, if, if you think we're paranoid, like cool, man. Let us fucking die off. You'll be a better species when we're fucking gone. Like, imagine, imagine a fucking anal swab for an upper respiratory infection, Shane. I mean, seriously. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, who who sits there and goes, like, seriously, if there's a group of us sitting around, Josh, you be like, all right, not it, right? Like, yeah, I'm not doing I, it. I'm, I'm not doing I'm, it. I'm not doing like, it. They're, they're going to have to drag me in there. Kicking and screaming. Like, I, look, I got my first colonoscopy like five years ago. They had to put me to fucking sleep. It's the only way. You know what I mean? It's the only way. There's no way you're putting a, sw- a toothpick up my ass to check for a respiratory illness. I'm sorry. Jesus. Jesus. These people. Might as well take a toenail clipping. Yeah. Yeah, they want, to sh- they want to stick swabs up your ass to check for a respiratory illness. And you're like, the fight's in the Middle East. No, motherfucker. <laughs> the fight's right here. They're, trying, they're literally trying to put it in your ass. Oh man, yeah, and that's why I was saying it with uh with our, our buddy Matt Struck the other day. I was like, you know, like when fucking Fauci goes out there and says wear two masks, and then he gets off stage and there's no cameras on him. He's high fiving people and he delivers like they're like, dude, did you see it? I just said wear two fucking masks, and everybody's like, okay, I'll wear two fucking masks, like. Oh my uh, God! The fucking young kids doing it too. It's like yeah. Well, this guy at work. So this guy at work today, we got in this like super deep conversation. You don't have a lot of time at work. We got in a super deep conversation, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I was watching this movie about the AIDS epidemic, you know, and and it was like this one doctor was saying you we have to treat something this way, and it's the only way we can treat this thing, and. And then the other guy was like a good scientist was like, no, this is going to kill people. And then all these people started dying. I was like, you know, that's a true story about Dr. Fauci. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, what? And I'm like, yeah, he's the one that pushed AZT. He's the one that killed a bunch of people with HIV and AIDS. And now you're trusting him with COVID. <laughs> there's, there's literally MI6 guys on tape from the 90s. Tape, not digital recording, fucking tape going, oh, yeah. listen, when they were talking about sickle cell anemia and all the shit that was going typhoid and fucking stuff that was running through Africa and they launched this gigantic vaccination program, guess what happened? As soon as they launched it, what happened? Fucking HIV AIDS rampant through Africa. And you're just sitting there going like, yeah, man, this is how th- these are the fuckers we're playing with. Yeah. This is the game. They don't give a shit if you die, if you live, if you're enslaved. They don't care, man. And I'll tell you what's really funny is like, I don't know if you remember back in the day, uh, there used to be this, um, uh, uh, it, it was not the, called the comfort index. It was the, what the, the hell was that uh, ridiculous index that they had? Basically, it was how, how do people feel like they're being treated, right? Like which, on, a, on a scale of one to 10, like, or a scale of one to 100, like what's your... How, how is the American populace feeling in terms of, like, life is pretty fair? 
right? And, like, and that's that's how they, they used to measure it. And God, forgive me for not remembering the name of that we'll index. Just, we'll just call it the misery index for now, okay? Basically. <laughs> and like now it seems like they're like, oh, yeah, that index over there? Like, nah, we, we don't give a fuck about that index anymore. No. Like, it's just straight-up tyranny. Like, guys, you got to have some management skills here. You know, if you're going to be if you're gonna be tyrants, that soft tyranny and the shit that you guys were doing from, I don't know, like, ever until, I don't know, last year, like, it kind of worked here in America. Like, everybody was a uh, quality of life index. And so, yeah, and now it's like, no, yeah, man, that facade's kind of, kind of fucking worn off. It's really, really thin. Well, the biggest, I think the biggest uh, con job that the, the federal government's ever pulled on America is that making people think that they're actually there to serve them or help them or care about yeah. them because they don't give yeah. a shit about you. They don't care. It, no. Unless you are furthering their political desires and their power, like they don't care about you. They don't give a damn. Like Republicans, Democrats, listen, if you start with the premise that these guys are murderers and thieves and now add to that pedos, right? Why would you ever let them have any control over the facet of your life? Now, extend that to every peaceful person that you know and say, why would you ever let murderers and thieves and pedos have a monopoly on force over peaceful fucking people? Stop making laws, in other words. Stop saying, well, there ought to be a fucking law. There ought to be a policy. There ought to be a bureau for some bullshit organization for the government. Like, no. No, no, no. We'll figure it out. If people want it, they'll pay for it. Yep. You should never, as a as a normal everyday citizen, you should never push for a law that you yourself are not willing to kill someone for. Period. Plain and simple. Bam. Plain and simple. Josh Smith. Everybody, this is why you have a growing show, man. This this is I, you're going to do amazing things with this show. Like, Aww. yes, if, if you're if you're not willing to go out and shoot somebody for the crime that you want on the books. You shouldn't pass that damn thing. Yeah, you shouldn't. And I'll tell you what, the politicians aren't willing to do it. You know who's going to do it, Republicans? Guess who's going to do it? It's the cops! <laughs> bad boy, bad boy. Yeah. In case anyone was wondering, it's the police. They're the ones that are going to take your guns with a smile on their face. When they pass all these gun laws, they're going to do it with a smile on their face because as much as you say they uphold the Constitution, they fucking don't. They break. We had, we talked about this with Drew Hancock uh, on Wednesday. You know, cops constantly uh, overstep the Constitution with a smile on their face every single day. And it's amazing to me that the conservatives in this country are so pro-police. It's just amazing to me. It's, it blows my mind. I don't understand it. What, what further blows my mind is when you think about it and you just go, listen, these, these fucks that hang out and take people's money and, and fuck people in the ass on a regular basis, right? Like they're in the assembly or Congress or whatever your state, you know, bicambrial type Republic is, right? These are not special people. They don't have fucking special powers. They are normal people. So normal people don't have any power to sit there and say, Hey, you guys are there with guns and stupid uniforms and badges and blacked out cars and shit. Like you now have the power to go over there and take those people's shit or throw them in, in a cage, or possibly even kill them. A violent like, rape cage, I like to call it. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Yeah.
Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Yeah, like it, when people start to think about this in the, I don't know, like, just a different you know sense than they were indoctrinated by the state. Like you just start saying, listen, man, there's if, if, if a group of people in your neighborhood got together and said, yeah, man, we're going to have like two or three guys in this neighborhood that have guns and costumes and we're going to send them over to your house when your fucking grass is too long and they're going to shoot you in the face or they're going to cage you or they're going to shoot your dog or they're going to, you know, take your stuff. Like nobody would, everybody would be like, eh, fuck dude. But because they get together and they gather once a year, once every two years underneath some giant granite marbly piece of shit, you know, cathedral dome. That's the, whole, like, that's the holy place, bro. Calm down. Dude, that's the holy place. I know, man. It's so <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Like it's like people have elevated government to the state of, you know, or I should say just to the faith level, to this all powerful, you know, almost celestial type being, and you're sitting there going, Man, you guys don't know shit about history. Like <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing whatsoever. Fucking zero. Well, that's the problem. I was saw I talked about this the other day too, you know. It's like 70% of the people in this country have no fucking clue what's going on. They don't know. They have no idea. They've never paid attention to history. They don't pay attention to current events. They don't pay attention to the politicians they vote for. And it's like, those are the people that are voting. I mean, legitimately, those are the people that are voting. And they're voting every day on some emotional feels. They're not voting uh, based on history and logic and what's just and right. You know, it's insane to me. And as an anti-federalist, they can't stand the Constitution because everybody's, you know, and, and, and listen, uh, here's some here's some wiggle room for the you guys that are just not as far down the line as I am with this bullshit state yet. Right. Like, I understand I went from being a neocon to like being a autistic, <laughs> con- autistic constitutionalist to an autistic anti-federalist. <laughs> right. Like, And that's like, well, guys, like. When you read the anti-federalist and the shit that they said was prophetic and you're going, no, that like there was a there was a large group of people that were farmers and craftsmen that were not part of like the banking political elite and, and trade elite and stuff like that had, you know, more money than, you know, God back then. They were like, guys, this is not good. Don't centralize power. What they're doing is using fear based tactics to divide you, to tell you that, you know, as a country, you know, in states, we can't fend off foreign invaders and that the debt's going to cripple us. And like the Indians, like everything that they could possibly fucking do in terms of, you know, making sure people were scared and then divided, they did it. And then they said, okay, we'll give it to you on the basis that you, as your first act, you adopt the uh, first 10 amendments, the, obviously the Bill of Rights. And it's just like, Fuck, man. Like, I wish they would have listened to those guys. Do you know how many states had figured out, you know, that slavery wasn't going to be a fucking thing already? They're like, nah, we don't want to join your constitutional republic because it's going to push us backwards in time where women 
and people with melanated skin are not allowed to vote, not allowed to have property. They're second fucking class citizens. They're like, fuck, dude, I don't want to fucking do this. Like places like Rhode Island, they got ran over because they were small. Right. And they, and I, they're still small. <laughs> they're still fucking small. You can walk across that state in 25 minutes, dude. Touche. <laughs> but goddamn, have you ever had a stuffy? I have, man. Actually, I've dude, been seriously, you've had a stuffy? It's the yeah, best man. shit. Best shit. I love you, Rhode Island. I do. Except for your yeah. weird democratic policies. But the state's cool. Yeah, people. I mean, that's the thing. Most people are cool. Most people everywhere you go are pretty chill people, man. It's just like we just got to we got to reach out and, and find some more avenues. I was talking to um, my buddy Chris G the other day. He's, uh, he's his, his specialty is music, right? It's like how do we keep reaching out and finding, I don't know, kite surfers and fucking people that do claymation. I, I, I don't know. Like just how do we? We don't have enough damn time in this world. We need more people doing podcasts, more people that are articulate in liberty who have a, you know, just a, a big old rager for this kind of stuff. And we can, you know, go out there and, t- you know, like um, touch people like Joe Biden touches people. But like, you know, like go out there and just plant that seed of liberty once, so that people once like, again, from different- once again, women can have a rager, too. We're not, <laughs> we're not bigots on this show. OK, we understand that women's can have women's can have ragers, too. I love women. I married one. I've, I had one for God's sakes. Like they change your life for the better. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, it's gone God. both ways for me, Shane. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm doing, hey, I'm they're, doing they're better now. All, they're not all good. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing much better now. I have, I have a wonderful lady who takes wonderful care of, of me and our kids and, and uh, you know, even though I'm working back to back to back to back to back 12s, uh, still working still dude still yeah and and the show but i love the show this is this is fun for me right of course someday i'd like to be able to get paid like legitimately to do this show but right now i mean it's just fun it's just a good time i got the awesomest lineup i could possibly imagine you know what i mean i got great people like shane hazel and so it's fun, it's fun for me i get to sit down i get to sit down twice a week and talk to you know all the coolest people in the movement i'm not mad about that you know no, and the thing, money will come. Like, I always think about that the other night, man. Like, I still haven't monetized my show, and I've been kind of, I had some reasons for that. The, but I'll tell you, you know, like, when, when I look at life, like, I'm, like, I feel pretty comfortable. And it's like, I think at, you know, at a certain point when you sit back and you recognize and go, all right, listen, I don't need any, I don't need more stuff. I don't need more land. Like, I don't, what I need to do is start putting it into people and growing people, and growing ideas, and growing movements, and, like, I wish more people thought like that, man, like, I really, like, yourself, like, when, when it, when it hits, and you said, nope, look, my life is great the way it is, we're going to take everything excess from this point, and we are going to put it into something that it is not, it's like, when, when I finally turn that switch, man, like, that stuff is going to people and it's like i can't wait to show people what we're going to do it's going to be awesome sure i agree with you man you know i i keep telling everyone i'm gray pilled right like i you know i i'm kind of i'm kind of skeptical of the ends but i'm going to continue with the means because i feel like it's a good path forward as far as using the political system i know i you know i'd like to i like to tell everyone i'm an anarchist and i believe in those those principles and philosophy of anarcho-capitalism and you know i definitely if i had a murray rothbard button here on my stream deck right here i would definitely press the the murray rothbard button and get rid of the federal government today um 
But I also think that, you know, we should be using every tool in our toolbox. I said that I said that in my debate with Larkin Rose. I've said that with in a bunch of a bunch of podcasts. I think it's just another tool in the toolbox. But speaking of movements, the fucking Mises caucus, huh? Bro. Dude. Like Michael Heiss, MVP, a couple of years running. Like, I mean, without Michael Heiss, this shit doesn't work, man. Because I'll tell you right now, like that the administrative stuff that that guy does and, and, you know, has autistic powers times 10 for like, I don't get it. Like, I can't do it. I don't like it. It was, you know, it was one of those things where like I said, hey, man, here's everybody in the state of Georgia that has, you know, helped me along the way. Like, here's here's my email list. I like, please like do something good with this because I don't like asking people for like Mike, Mike Heiss, this this movement. I mean, yourself, uh, the fact that we've got, you know, Angela, who's going to be running for chair, um, who I should say, who is running for chair between Dave and Tom and Scott Horton and like. This this movement. I mean, I think we even got the the Michaels from the Tenth Amendment Center. Yeah, Michael, um, Bol- Michael Bolden for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, not a libertarian though. He stays nonpartisan, buddy. Dude, that guy. He's is, one of my favorite people in the world. He's gonna be on my show in a couple weeks. He's one of my favorite dudes. He's a Mises guy all the way. I oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he supports he supports the yeah. the he supports the mission. You know, he's a big nullification guy, and he's looking at a bunch of hardcore uh, radical libertarians. Yeah. Trying to and, take and over we the got country. guys coming up in the ranks too. Like, and, I, and this is the thing: is like these guys are going to crush it. The guys from Typo and Luke from Biting the Bullet are going to crush it. The uh, uh, Matt Struck from Why Libertarian, um, uh, Liberty Lockdown. Uh, God, Clint. Pulls, pulls, Clint, yeah, man, like love that guy. These guys, you know, that's the thing: is this is this is happening. You cannot deny that it's happening. There are more people. There's more energy. There's a. There's just it's fire and like people are fucking Dumb. ready for the fight man and it's just it's so gratifying to see i like i i love it well it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool for me especially especially me because you talk about michael heiss and i go back to 2017 okay and and it's michael heiss in a facebook group called the mises caucus with about 65 people right and I, grew, I joined the group and I immediately start, I'm like, Mises fucking, I'm running for chair, you know, this was my first run, and I go, and I'm like, Mises caucus, oh, dude, this is my place, these are my brothers, this is my place, right, so I'm emailing Michael every day, hey man, hey man, I'd love to have your guys' endorsement, I'd love to have your guys' endorsement, and then he's like, oh, we'll think about it, we'll think about it, and then all of a sudden I just start spamming the shit out of the group, right, hey guys, I about you? I'm like, I'm, I'm a Mises uh, Rothbard libertarian running for chair of the party. We got to change this shit. Nicholas Sarwark sucks, you know this. And finally, uh, you know, as this thing is growing while this is happening, and finally they're like, all right, man, you know what? We're gonna endorse you. And then I started traveling, and I went to 25 states. And you know, he was he was at home doing the administrative stuff, dude. He was at home building mm-hmm. the email lists. He was at home calling people organizing states with Jeff and, 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 you know, the board, all these great people on the board. And I was out with the, with the Mises caucus moniker on my back, like a target traveling to these conventions and every, before it was cool. Yeah. Before it was cool. Every convention I went to, there was like maybe one, maybe two people who were like supportive of the Mises caucus. And we showed up to the national. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we (laughs) we show up to the national convention. Right. And I got just completely trashed right I, th- I think i got 163 votes but i didn't fucking stop dude right i just kept going i just right. i went to 40 states and and mike was still at home doing administrative stuff and jeff was still organizing states 
And I'm watching this thing grow, dude. And I'm going, wow, we weren't pulling in any money at the beginning of that. And now they're pulling in $14,000 a month. Now they got yeah. all, now they got almost all 50 States organized. Now they got all these people two years early that want to be delegates to the national convention. And I'm just like, I'm not running for chair anymore. I dropped out of the chair race. I think Angela is going to be amazing. And I'm fucking excited to see what happens in 2022 and Reno with the Mises caucus, man. Excited. I'll tell you what, man, you, you laid a lot of groundwork and you know, I, I know Angela recognizes that man. Like it, it was, I mean, when I met you down here, uh, last, yeah, last year, uh, at the convention, you know, there was a buzz and there was energy and you're just like, man, I don't give a damn. Like this, this is the way it has to be going forward. Like we need that BDE or, or B, whatever. Yeah. Like we, we, don't be a we big gotta guy. have this kind of, <laughs> we, we gotta have these guys that are just straight flamethrowers, right? We just, I mean. And we love you. And, you know, like it's I know there's some struggles right now. We got some weird, you know, I think plants in this party that are trying to divide some shit up. But like, listen, like those guys are going to get left. They're going to be nobody's here in no time at all. And I'll tell you what, man, like this story is unfolding. And it's a really cool thing to kind of, you know, look, look at and, you know, kind of be able to smile. And be like, look, look what people are doing. man. Like, look who's coming in. And like, I mean, we're just getting like, that's the thing is like, we, we are, we're starting to even grab the attention of those very quiet people who have hung out in places like Hollywood that have hung out in tech spaces like Elon. And yep. like, I mean, just sitting there going like, wow, like this is really something it's a fucking cool. movement, dude. It's like a real movement. It's what the libertarian Party kind of- sh- should have been doing for the last 50 years, you know? <laughs> I want to. I, I want to know who the the, the Mises Caucus personnel are going to be that grab Elon Musk. Like, get us Elon. Somebody go get us a line with Elon Musk and let's have that conversation. Because I guarantee you, given the opportunity, Elon's going to listen. He'll sit there and be like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Can I hit that blunt? Sure. Here you go. Like, <laughs> let's a... let's have let's have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, nice. It's nice. Tom Woods, uh, Dave Smith. Michael Malice, if any of you are listening, yeah, Michael Malice is watching my show right now. Every Friday, I'm sure that Michael Malice sits down to watch Joshua. Yeah, you know he's, he's, yeah, yeah. he's tweeting about it right now. If you guys hear us, get a hold of Elon. Let's do that. Let's have this, co- let's have this talk, man. You know, maybe, maybe in a couple months, I'll be we'll, big we'll enough to get him on the show. You know, who knows? I don't know, man. If there's enough call from enough people in this movement, why the fuck not? Like, why would you not talk to these, you know, these guys that are talking about diamond hands and crypto and SpaceX and Starlink and, I mean, the, the fucking future. Look what, I mean, seriously. Well, that's what I've been saying. That's say- what we're talking about. We're I've been talking- saying that for four years, too. I mean, Bitcoin.com wrote an article about me in 2017 because I was trying to bring the crypto space to the Libertarian Party. I mean, that was that was part of the plan with the Mises Caucus. That's how we got the crypto uh, uh, committee started for the for the caucus. That was supposed to be something really awesome. Of course, Nick Sarwark and the people who populated that committee really, <laughs> really <laughs> fucked it up. Shockingly enough, Nicholas Sarwark had a hand in fucking that thing, that thing up. Um, but you know, it could have been something good, and it should. I mean, we're look the crypto space is largely libertarian. They're they're pushing decent, oh, yeah. They're pushing decentralized currency that circumvents the federal government. You know, they're they they don't want the government reaching their hands into their fucking wallets. That's for sure. 
you know, yeah. and and it's a large. I mean, we're talking about young, libertarian-minded, fucking million and maybe even billionaires out there that we don't even know about yet. And we're not we're not trying to get into that space as a national political party and be the and be the front runner of that space. Fuck off. Listen, you you need to have my friend and a guy named Guy Swan on your show. The guy has been in crypto since the very beginning. I had him on my podcast. I listened to this like when I was trying to figure out Bitcoin. This guy is a Rothbardian. He's a Mises Caucus guy, and he is smart as. Ugh, it's called Bitcoin Audible. It's Guy Swan. And the, I mean, if you're trying to figure out that space, man, he's the guy to do it to help you along, to kind of like help you understand what you don't know, right? Like the fact that there's a, so much out there. But I'm telling you, like, if you're not in Bitcoin, you're probably missing out because that dwindling dollar is a toxic asset at this point. And Bitcoin, it's not that Bitcoin is, you know, like it, it's, it can't obviously be inflated. But at the same time, it's just one of those things where you're hedging asset, right? Like it's it's you're, it's it's property. You can't fuck with it. You can't go anywhere. It can't do anything except for be there. And what you're seeing is this, you know, when when people go in, Bitcoin's worth fifty thousand dollars now. It was just worth ten thousand like two months ago. You're like, no, man, Bitcoin isn't worth fifty thousand dollars. It's the fact that your money supply has been inflated by that much in the past few fucking months, yep. like. That's what people need to understand about what Bitcoin is in terms of a hedge. And it's, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's going to be way of the future. Oh, yeah. The future. yeah, absolutely. Sure. I got I got into some hot water with some of my Twitter followers today because I, you know, I, I shill uh, altcoins sometimes, right? Like I do. I think there's some good DeFi projects out there. Money. Yeah, it's a f- fuck even making money. There's actual technology behind some of these these tokens yeah. that I like. I like, I, you know, this new this new to- coin right now, this A&K or AKNR, ANKR that's like going crazy. Everyone's going crazy because they just got listed on Coinbase. Fuck, that's great that it's pumping, but the fact of the matter is they're trying to build a decentralized cloud computing source. That's fucking awesome. I like that shit. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. But I will say this. Before you buy any altcoins, you should always own Bitcoin. Always yeah. own Bitcoin. Put some money into Bitcoin because you think $56,000 is the top, and just when you think you're at the top of Bitcoin, it doubles. That's how it's been since 2000 and I don't 10, you know what I mean? And, and it is going to, it is the currency of the future. Yeah. During six months, it kind of does this, but then all of a sudden it goes, takes and it hits that fucking rocket. And it's, and going forward, I mean, this is going to be so much more valuable than this stupid fiat dollar. That's dying. It literally, they are printing so much money at the federal reserve right now to pay you this economic stimulus that, that there's almost no way we're ever going to come back from this debt. There's almost no way. You know, no nation has ever recovered from it. No. Ever. We're all going to end up eating cats on the side of the road like Venezuela, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, if you got a family pet, say goodbye to it now because you're going to be eating them soon. And it just Well, yeah, I was going to say feed it well. Yeah, feed it real good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, oh, that's so dark. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there's some, I think there's some good programs out there. There's some good technology out there up behind some of these tokens that people would call shit coins. I just call them altcoins. I hate the shit coin monitor, moniker. You know, it's this, this Bitcoin uh, uh, elitist mentality. But I'll also tell you, yes, you should own fucking Bitcoin. It should be the first thing you put any of your money into. If you could put, if you could put $100 a month into Bitcoin, that would be the smartest thing you've ever done in your entire life. Ever. Ever. If you yeah. put if you put a hundred dollars into Bitcoin 
take ten dollars and put it into your shit coins, right? Like it, it should be a, a ninety ten type mix, yeah. probably if not more. And and you know if you if you find an opportunity to make yourself some extra cash to put back into Bitcoin on one of these altcoins, just do it. You know, I'm not going to tell. Yeah. I'm, this is not financial advice. Fuck you, SEC. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, if you can, I don't see why not. Why wouldn't you try to make some extra dollars, you know, fiat dollars to, to transfer back into Bitcoin so that when the full scale economic collapse comes, you are a rich, rich person in Bitcoin. Trust me, it's a smart move. Yeah, if you can. Uh, here's the other thing is if you can leverage a loan right now um, in terms of like longer type perspective, if it's a 10 plus year loan or something where you can get some serious money like History shows that if you put it into damn Bitcoin right now, the interest and principal and everything else, man, you are yeah. more than well, covered in that you know, time. By, by the time you're supposed to pay that thing back, the full scale economic collapse will have already come. That place will be out of business. You don't got to worry about it anymore. You can tell <laughs> them to go fuck off. This is not financial advice. I need to make that very clear. Fuck you, SEC. Uh, so, yeah, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good. There's a lot of really, in my opinion, good projects out there that are, you know, backed, the, backing some of these tokens. I get a lot of shit for that, but I, like I said, I will always tell you: first stop, Bitcoin. That's yeah. that's that's mama and papa, and that's where you're, Same here. you know, and that's you're gonna need some of that, definitely, definitely. Hey, look, my mom's in the chat. Surprising. <laughs> She's always, she's at every show. Look, I gotta, I gotta be honest. She's so, so disappointed that you're hanging out with me right now. No, she's not. My mom is, loves what, you. Trust what me. did I, what so here's did I a, do? Here's the thing. I want to explain, I want to explain to the 44 viewers we have live right now. Uh, my mother is the most supportive mother of all time. I, mama, I love you. I can't wait to see you here in about five days. My mom's coming to visit me in Iowa. I'm very excited. But my mom, I played in heavy, heavy fucking metal bands, right? And my mother... In her like late forties, would show up to every show, every show, and stand in the front row, headbanging to this music that she does not like. You know what I mean? <laughs> she tells me all the, you know. But uh, but my mom, my mom is amazing. She is in the chat for every show. Sometimes my sister's in here. I I I am terrified of the day when my grandmother shows up in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, but you know they—they've been very supportive of my my ventures over my life. So it's it's. How's it's, your grandmother? Like fifty? Yeah, I wish my grandmother is seventy-eight <laughs> years old. So That's so my crazy. so next week next week Wednesday actually when I'm supposed to do my show I may record the show early or I may not do the show I don't know but um, Tuesday my mom my sister my grandma are coming. She is she a great great grandma? My great great that will be that is great great we'll have five generations in this house. In oh. It'll be great, great grandma, great grandma, which is my mother, grandpa, which is me, my daughter, which is mama, and her daughter, which is the 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 baby. I'm t listen, libertarians, do like Josh Smith, reproduce and yeah. do it yeah. hard, and heavy, and, and teach them, teach them. Yeah, man, homeschool them, homestead, teach them all this stuff, man. You talk about force multiplication; it is on like top. Yeah, we got we got all these crazy progressives out here saying that you know they don't want to contribute to to whiteness in this country, so they're not having babies. Great, then we should just keep <laughs> reproducing. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, purple, green. Just reproduce if you believe in liberty and teach your kids about the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'll never have any idea. Like, oh the, wait, the wait, progressives. I can't, I can't corrupt this guy. Like, yeah. I can't get this guy to come over to the Democrat and the Libertarian or the Democrat or the uh, GOP. He's like. 
why, why can't we get these guys to do that kind of yeah, stuff? They're, they're like, it's because they're consistently principled and they haven't heard a better argument from anybody from the time that they were born until now. Like, you want to talk about, oh, man, just annihilation power. Yeah. Like, your kids, your kids, when the Democrats come to recruit them, should say, you guys can't recruit me because I, I learned about Austrian economics in a bunker underneath our house from my dad. You know what I mean? Like, that's teach your kids, dude. Do you know what's really crazy, man, is when I started talking to my oldest son, probably at age six or seven, about Austrian economics, he was enthralled, oh, sure. captivated. We had an hour and a half conversation where most of the time I was getting hit with questions. And every time he would ask a question, I was just sitting there going like, wow, like to be six years old and to start having a better understanding of economics than Probably ninety nine percent of the fucking world out there. You're sitting that's there the going thing. like, but that's the thing about amazing. the ideas of liberty, right? The ideas of liberty, right. Austrian economics. It's fucking basic common yeah. sense that you're not supposed to hurt your neighbor. You know what I mean? It's basic fucking common sense that you shouldn't steal from people. This is like the most basic shit we learn in our in our lives. It's so easy you can teach it to your six year old, but we have people that have been in the Senate for thirty years that are doing the exact opposite. You know what I mean? It's insane. Who was, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it, it's, it's the guy that, uh, Tom Woods shits on, uh, all the time with Bob oh, Murphy. Kr Krugman. Uh, Krugman. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not shit. complicated. You don't have to make shit up about space invasions to, to make your economy work. Like it's not complicated. We don't have to come up with these fucking fairy tales, although they're very interesting and, 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 and great for, you know, science fiction novels. They're not real good for people in real life that are living in those conditions where you've got to fake a fucking country into believing that we are being invaded by space aliens that want to take over the entire planet. Yeah, that's be, be that's careful. Krugman. Don't don't mention Krugman too loud. He might have to come out of the closet he's hiding in with uh, with Robert Reich. And uh, and so not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, we're not bigots on the show. Not that there's anything wrong with right? Like, huh? hey, man, just tell the truth. You're good. Yeah, it's totally cool, man. It's totally cool. But, uh, we don't care. Yeah, man, we're getting close to the end of the show, but I just want to I want to ask you, okay, listen. You're not really autistic. I know that, but you got the Republicans, you got the Democrats, right? You got, the, you got <laughs> yeah. these, these people, these wonderful, upstanding, fine members of society that are running these political parties, uh, oh. working very hard. I know it hurts my heart to even say it. Oh, wait, uh, how do you even say it? So, so you have these two parties that are, are absolute behemoths in, in the political world. They're almost entirely impossible to take down because they're financial juggernauts. Uh, they run shit. They have all these jurisdictions all over the country. And, and the most, one of the most badass patriot men I've ever met in my life, Shane Hazel, has chosen the Libertarian Party. Why, in God's name, the Libertarian Party? I haven't heard a better argument. Um... And that's the thing is like, I think when you become understanding at some point that you didn't know shit as a person who's taken life, right? Like I fucked up, man. And it was one of those things where when I fucked up and I saw that I had fucked up and I was, you know, proven wrong over and over, like you just, Hey, I got to learn. I got to stop talking and I've got to go back to the drawing board and I got to start asking questions and I got to dig and dig and dig until I have a argument that's pretty profound. And this is, it's one of those things that, listen, you know, like I'm one of those people that 
will listen to anybody. And if there's something to pick up that's irrefutable, I do it. And over the course of my lifetime, the past 41 years, nobody's presented me with a better argument than what libertarians, especially the Mises Caucus has. And it's just kind of where I fit personality-wise anyways is, listen, you don't hurt people, you don't take their stuff, good ideas don't require force, and that's got to be your consistent message and principle across the board. And that's why these guys have, I think they've been so so damn successful, is because they live it, they preach it, you've got you know people out there that are trying to get off the grid, they're trying to be self-sufficient, that are doing homeschool, that are investing in Bitcoin, that are you know, leading the charge against a behemoth, right? Like it's, yeah, you know, like money and power and greed, like if that's your cup of tea, libertarianism is not for you, man. But I'm telling you, if, if you're ready for the fight and there is no power on this earth that will keep you from being free people, libertarianism is where it's at. Absolutely, man. I agree. I agree fully. It's the reason why I'm here too, man. I mean, literally, we could we could have mirrored each other's sentiments. Absolutely, 100%. Shane, I love you to death, man. You're like one of my favorite people in this movement. Thank you. It's not even close. Where the hell can all these wonderful people that are watching find you, sir? You can go to RadicalPod.com. Uh, that's uh, where my, my show resides until I get a... <laughs> <laughs> better fucking website and if you're out there and you want a real job and you want to create a badass website for me uh you can contact me at shane at radicalpod.com um, seriously like between top lobster i love you man you should see the fucking murray rothbard shirt he, like i just oh it is i can't wait to put this thing out there you guys can fucking love it but anyway until then um radicalpod.com my all my links are there for all social media the show definitely um, follow this man on twitter if you want to watch his war yeah. with politicians publicly. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, and it's just going to keep on getting hotter and hotter. Uh, outside of that, if you want to you know, become a patron of my show, you can go to radical or you can go to patreon.com slash radical pod. Uh, whatever. Just you guys, you guys are smart enough. I mean, this, this bunch knows how to use the internet. Fucking Google or <laughs> duck, 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 go. Give yeah. this Google. man. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but he just lost me. <laughs> give, give the duck, duck, go, man. Yeah, he's old as shit. Uh, give this man your money, people. Seriously, he is doing amazing work. Give him your money. Give him your your viewer hours. Uh, help him monetize that YouTube channel, because really, dude, that's where you're gonna make the money at. We tr- we try to stay there long enough to make a little money before they throw us off. I think. I think that's the. I think yeah. that's what we do as as our. You know. Quick question: Where are you going after uh, this? Honestly. Where are you going after? Uh, was it Odyssey? Odyssey. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. already, I'm already synced up with Odyssey. So, uh, all my content now I... automatically goes over there. Okay, cool. Hey, and I, I got to Josh, I got to thank you for giving me your platform. Uh, anytime somebody gives you their platform, you should be super thankful, uh, for, for something like that. And, uh, Josh, I love you. I appreciate what you're doing, man. And what you're continuing to do and what you've, what you started and grown to the point, like, Keep it up, man. You're doing amazing things. I love it. I love you. And uh, anything you ever need from me, let me know. Ah, Thank you so much, Shane. You have a wonderful evening, sir. Peace. Wow. What an interview. Shane is honestly one of my favorite people. He he breathes fire like I said he was going to be doing. Uh, he takes no prisoners. He gives no shits. 
He is a true American patriot. Everybody that's watching this show, everybody who follows me or follows Shane, if you follow me and don't follow Shane, change that immediately as soon as possible. Uh, we should aspire to be a little more like Shane in our everyday lives. I hope that you agree with me. But that was a wonderful show. So uh, before we take off, guys, for those of you that don't know, we have a Patreon now. It's patreon.com backslash breakthecyclejs. Uh, I am trying to make this dream a reality, do full-time content for the movement, uh, you know, videos, short clips, all this cool stuff that needs to happen. We need more people doing this. I'm, I'm more than willing to do it for free, but it's also awesome to get paid. So if you can help bolster the show, there's some really cool tiers on there. Uh, you can get yourself some cool swag. There's a private Discord server with, uh, I think, 30 people now, and they're all pretty lit, man. They're pretty cool people. Um, so please think about joining that definitely smash that subscribe button as our good friend Clint from Liberty lockdown would say, uh, you have to smash it. You can't just, you can't just hit it quietly. It's gotta be a full smash. Don't break your computer though. Uh, another shout out to Lorenzotti.coffee. All your Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Toplobster.com for all your awesome graphic tees and hoodies. He's also becoming one of my best friends and is really just a partner on the show now. Just so you guys understand, he's not just a sponsor. He is a partner on the show. Uh, you can use BTC at checkout on Top Lobster and Lorenzotti Coffee to get yourself a 10% discount on any of their wonderful products. And then, of course, Anthem Planning, doing the job the government has sucked at for years, emergency and crisis planning for your business or any other needs that you need. Please find them at anthemplanning.com. You will not be let down. Uh, let's check the schedule. Coming up, we got Senator Eric Brakey, Scott Horton, Spike Cohen, Michael Bolden, Phil Labonte, Patrick Smith, Monica Perez, and then Zuby, JJ Boogie, Adam Kokesh, Kylie McGillicuddy, and Josh Shibulski. It's going to be lit. Definitely stick around. I can't wait to see you guys on Wednesday for the next solo show. We may have a special guest, or you may just get 45 minutes of me ranting about bullshit. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. I love y'all. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and refrain. But I just spent it in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do. So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse because I just spent it in Minecraft. What temper is my friend and he's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just meant it in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it Don't try to get us, cause it's close to COVID